Hello and welcome to a brand new season of Mag Heroes. I'm Dan Rowden, the founder of Magpar.com. With this third season of Mag Heroes, I want to chat with people who make and love magazines. The format has been tweaked a bit from previous episodes, from longer in-depth interviews to shorter conversations, to hear what people are up to and to learn a bit about what's going on behind the scenes. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about my new online tool for magazine makers, which is launching this spring. It's called Subsale. If you're a publisher, listen carefully. Basically, Subsale is the missing piece for selling and managing subscriptions. It has all the tools you need to get more subscribers, communicate with and retain the ones you already have, and easily export shipping data for your fulfillment partner or your mum, whoever's helping ship out your mags. I built Subsale because I see a lot of publishers struggling with managing their subscriber base, the people who believe in them the most. As I said, I'll be launching Subsale in the near future, but for now you can go to subsale.com and sign up to the newsletter to receive updates and screenshots as I bring the project online. That's subsale.com. S-U-B-S-A-I-L.com. For this first episode of the New Look Mag Heroes, I chatted with Steve Watson. He's the founder of Stack Magazines, a brilliant subscription service that sends you a different independent magazine each month. A great way to discover and read magazines. Steve is in a great position working for Stack, overseeing the magazine world, and I wanted to check how the recent Stack Awards went, how his new podcast is doing, and what he's got planned for the year ahead. Enjoy the show! Hi Steve, how's it going? Hey Dan, good to hear from you. Um, How's it going in Stackland? Uh, Stackland is lovely, thank you. Uh, it is very, very cold here in London at the moment, but really bright and beautiful. Um, and I'm mainly still just really enjoying it not being December anymore. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, because like the Christmases are a really busy time, and that's all like really good, but it's also mega stressful. Uh, so this first few weeks of this year, it's, it's actually just been really nice being like back in the office doing work and stuff that needs to be done but without it literally feeling like there's a million other things that need doing yeah uh you were really busy at the end of the year with the uh, stack awards exactly uh, how did that go uh it was great thank you it was really really good um i mean it, it way surpassed my expectations um that's great uh, we, we had like more than double the number of people entered and it was really really good um but there, there are also a load of things that i've then learned from that like for example we can't do the awards ceremony in the book club anymore because we literally i mean we were cramming people in there um and it, it's funny like the, for the first year that was absolutely fine and great and it was a really good venue um, but for the second year, people had travelled from quite a long way away to be there, yeah. and it, I just I felt a bit bad basically that I was sort of like shoving people in the basement uh, <laughs> and, and <laughs> like making them like sort of be in this place when uh, yeah. So anyway, anyway, this year will be in a different venue, which I have to figure out, but uh, it will be bigger and a bit nicer. Awesome, yeah, and uh, one day I'll definitely come down and. Join in the fun. Well, I mean, you keep threatening it's a bit, this, a bit but of a distance, I, I don't I believe you. I don't believe you for a minute. <laughs> I'll surprise you one day. 
Right. <laughs> um, so yeah, you mentioned the um, awards entries. Uh, uh, I guess there was a big influx compared to the previous year. Uh, did you see any different like trends or different types of magazines entering? Uh, it was really good to see a lot more magazines from Asia um, entering. So we had mags from like well like india and then all across east asia so we had like you know from singapore and china and um yeah that that was like that was really interesting because i think that um that's a, an area of of independent magazines that i really want to follow um and actually in a couple of weeks for chinese new year we're running a special post on the stack blog about some of the uh, really great uh, independent magazines from that part of the world um, so yeah I'd, I'd love to think that we can uh, can build on that a bit more yeah uh, and were there any uh, like entries or winners that stood out for you particularly from the year um, I would say I mean the it, it, one of the interesting things this time around doing the judging is that so whereas in 2015 we had um, in lots of the categories we tend to have uh, like three or four magazines that the judges felt they wanted that, that were like really in contention to be winners and so the difficulty was trying to figure out which one of those is going to be the winner and then which will be commended whereas this year we had more often we had a situation where actually there was just one magazine in the category that all the judges unanimously said this is the winner and then so then the difficulty was then in saying well actually there's lots of other good stuff as well so which ones are we going to have commended so mm. for example in launch of the year uh real review which was the winner was just it, it was like far out in front for for all of the judges um, involved in that category um and, and, you know, I think that that is testament to what Jack has done with the magazine and just the, the, the mixture of something very, very simple. So the thin paper and adding the extra fold in it, um, but then carrying really high quality content um, has that, that really struck a chord. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely one of those magazines that you saw across everything <laughs> uh, during the last half of the year. Yeah, well absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it completely, completely blew up and more power to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so do you have any any like predictions or anything that you saw through doing the awards for last year that this year will uh, contain? Like um, any trends or specific new launches or... Uh, well, so we, we, we have uh, our first event of the year uh, coming up on Tuesday the 24th, I think it is, uh, which is going to be all about those magazines like The Real Review, which uh, launched in the last year or so and really book the trend of the big, thick, heavy, expensive independent magazines. So I think that independent magazines have for a long time been associated with really thick paper and uh, £10 plus uh, cover price and they are supposed to be uh, beautiful luxury items that you keep on your shelf forever. Um, whereas actually I think last year we saw more publishers coming through and saying well actually no, that's the, why don't we make something out of much cheaper materials which actually probably is going to be more ephemeral. The you know, real review 
will not really stand the test of time in terms of something that you like put in and out of your bag loads and then yeah. keep on a shelf. But actually, there's something really interesting in that. So, uh, so we've got um, Jack coming along to talk about a real review from that perspective. We've got Liv from Rough Trade magazine because they also have have gone for this much more kind of zine-like um, yeah. effect. And then we've got Stephen Greger uh, from well, X of Gym Class because <laughs> he is literally working on his big new thing as we speak. So that's due for a, a launch at the end of this summer. So, <coughs> excuse me, I wanted to get him in as well because he's been, you know, like sort of very vocal in the past, speaking against these trends towards like the big, heavy, expensive Mac. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm just sure, I'm sure we're gonna see more of these cheaper, lighter, more ephemeral magazines coming through. Awesome. Um, yeah, you mentioned your, your stack uh, live or yeah stack live that's is right that yeah. What the, yeah the series is yeah um and that's like uh is that the follow-on from the printouts yeah be? exactly well so um me and jeremy spoke at the end of last year uh and basically both decided that you know the the printout has had its time the um you know he and i started that together years ago and back then there was really nothing like it for independent magazines in London. Um, and now, I mean, there were, there were some weeks uh, last year where, because Jeremy has his shop now, of course, and he has a great uh, schedule of, uh, of magazine events that happen at the shop. I'm doing uh, stack things. We were doing printout things together still. And then there's like, you know, everyone else's stuff. And mm -hmm. we literally had like weeks where there'd be, for two weeks, there'd be two independent magazine things on in London each week. It's like, whoa, that actually <laughs> nobody needs that much. So we, yeah. we just don't need it. So, um, so yeah, so we agreed that uh, we would stop uh, doing printout together. He, as I say, is doing his stuff, uh, his Mag Culture Meets events in the shop, um, which tend to be um, around uh, like launching new issues of things. So uh, okay. he'll get magazine makers to come to the shop and like talk about what they've been doing. Um, whereas I'm going to um, carry on doing the Stack Alive stuff, which is going to be more about kind of bringing together different magazine people around different themes. Yeah. Um, and that, that leads us into the Stack podcast, um, which launched <laughs> the, <laughs> the first episode was a Stack Live recording. Yes, um, exactly. Yes, you've yeah. done. Well, I think almost twenty episodes. In total yeah, yeah. They they the rack summer. up. Yeah, yeah. Um, quite a number. Also, I mean, the, the, when I when I started the, I've been wanting to do podcasts for ages because I I really like podcasts. Um, but I was, Me too. <laughs> yeah, I, I was like reluctant to start something without thinking that I'd be able to really carry it through. Um, yeah. And that first one, as you say, was a live event that we did with Dan from A Museum. And in my head at the beginning, it was that these podcasts were basically going to be recordings of live events. And uh, like having done it once, it showed me the limitations of doing that. Because obviously to have a live event, you then have to get an audience in the room. You have to have a venue. Like it's a, it actually just adds loads of like complexity. Um, and then so I went back and I took a break from it, had to think about what I really like in podcasts. And actually what I really like is when you get that intimate chat between a couple of people that you're just kind of listening in on. 
Um, and so that's what I've been doing since. And it has the uh, distinct benefit of being much easier to organize than, <laughs> yeah. like, than do, putting on an event every time. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a great podcast and uh, definitely something that people should check out. Um, have you noticed uh, the podcast like helping stack as a business? Um, Is it like an obvious new like a channel for sales or no. like, visitors to the site or no anything? no i mean i i like in the early days i was putting a um i'd sort of mention a promo code at the end of the podcast and i don't think that promo code has been used once okay. <laughs> so, but the, I, I think that you know it was, it's that's not really what it's about like the hmm. it, it's hmm. about kind of um giving people this content in a way that is useful to them and enjoyable for them. Um, and that's something that I, I'm like, I'm getting more and more into that now. So like with the video reviews that we uh, put up on the site every week, when you look at the number of people who like, you know, engage with those videos through the blog, it's like, it's really no low numbers. It's like, you know, a few hundred people. But you put that on Facebook and the number of people who engage with through Facebook is like way, way higher. So it, I, I think that it's like important to recognize that, you know, actually people don't want to come to your website mm. to see or hear the stuff that you're doing. It's like it's down to us to make sure that our content is fitting in with people's lives. And, mm. you know, if that means that people can listen to a podcast about a magazine while they're cooking dinner or like on the bus or whatever it is, then yeah, that that's fitting in basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then podcasts are terribly <laughs> terrible at um, tracking listeners as well. Like, yeah. I don't know if you're using any sort of analytics, but it's very difficult to yeah, figure so, out well, actually so I, who is listening. <laughs> I, I do all mine through SoundCloud um, <clears throat> and because okay. I've got the pro uh, version on there they do have um, analytics stuff, but I'm just never really sure to, whether to believe it. Like the, the <laughs> one we, we, we put, um, we, we put like this week's episode up on Friday uh, last week and it had like five likes within a couple of minutes of being up and it's like, <laughs> nope, nobody's even heard it yet. <laughs> Either that's five people who are liking something based just on the title or, yeah, yeah so I, I don't know. I'm not really sure to think about all that. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck with the podcast. I'm listening in, obviously. Yeah, well, and so, um, so what's going on with you starting yours again now? Yeah, well, I mean, every January I'm like, should I start the podcast again? <laughs> I think it was, I think it was, was it 2014 maybe that I started it the first time? Right. Yeah, and then January 16, yeah, last year, I had a bit of a stint and I always start it and then a few episodes in it kind of gets too difficult to schedule or something happens and then it kind of gets put on the back burner yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just i mean so many projects on but i think yeah so this the format slightly changed and it should be easier to bash out episodes every once in a while yes so yeah. yeah see how it goes yeah yeah gotta you, you gotta hold firm you gotta make your schedule and and just yeah. <laughs> keep with it yeah exactly and booking as many people as as you can at first Right, exactly, yeah, exactly. And get it the, going. the thing I found that was uh, really helpful for me is I went to the uh, to IndieCon. In fact, actually, right, the, yeah. the thing that made me get right, that like made me take the plunge and get back into it is I went to IndieCon in Hamburg, and met all these like brilliant independent magazine people, and I had the recorder in my bag, and I was <laughs> like. 
oh, I'll just go on. I'll just have some conversations and we'll just sort of see where it goes. So literally like over two, three days, I like racked up, I don't know, like eight interviews or something. And it's like, oh, right. So I've kind of done the work for that now. So yeah. like, you know, now it's just a case of editing it together and putting it out. Yeah, it's like two months worth of a weekly episode. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. IndieCon is definitely another <laughs> event I will come to. Oh, I love IndieCon. I love IndieCon. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Looks like a great time. Um, so uh, we're coming up to the end. Um, do you have any big plans for Stack in 2017 that you can reveal? <sighs> big plans. Uh, I've got some very uh, boring plans, which you know all about, <laughs> 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 which is all, all to do with um, trying to fix things up behind the scenes and just make sure that things work better. Um, I mean, basically, like the last time we redesigned the site, stack was a very different thing to what it is now um and so i think it's about time that we did something about that um but then really it's about just trying to uh, improve on what we've been doing so i'm working on the awards uh like at the moment that's kind of my main focus for the last couple of days really? um and yeah because you know I think that to do this stuff properly you need to have a proper long run up at it and then um, mm. hopefully we'll we'll make it work yeah, I thought July last year was a bit early, but you're starting in January this year. Well, so we'll we'll, we'll <clears throat> launch the awards for entries in July again. Yeah, um, that, but that worked well for you. It was that was really good. That that yeah. made a lot of sense. Um, and you know, again, like we'll then like step it up in September and go from there. But I mean, the mm. thing that I'm trying to do now is get some sponsorship in place because, mm. frankly, we were really lucky last year. <laughs> it's like I'm very, very lucky that uh, I chatted with Rob from WeTransfer, and you know, he's been a fantastic supporter. Uh, and then Mailchimp came in, and the Ace Hotel, and it, you know, it could so easily have not worked, and <laughs> it would have been a disaster. Um, but yeah, I was lucky. So this year, I don't want to be lucky. I want to actually make mm. it work properly. Yeah, cool. Well, I look forward to that as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, do you have some magazines that you could recommend to the listeners? Yeah, of course. <clears throat> yeah. Well, so I, I was thinking about this, and and thinking that since this is uh, a podcast, I should recommend mags that have been on the Stack Podcast. Um, Go for it. And so the the episode we did just last week uh, is with a, a guy called Tom Armstrong from a new music magazine called The Move, and. I read it over Christmas and was really, really impressed by this magazine, which is absolutely not meant for me. Like, this is an <laughs> underground club culture magazine, but the quality of the writing in it and the, the storytelling is just exceptional. Like, they've got this story about a, a sound system uh, from London that went out to uh, Bosnia uh, during the war in the 90s and played dance music to people who were literally in the middle of a war zone and like it, it, the pictures are amazing and the story's brilliant so that I, I thoroughly thoroughly recommend that one um, we've talked about real review already but again like you know just I think real review is doing like fantastic stuff um, and I spoke to Jack at the end of last year um, to basically find out like you know kind of how he does what he does and found out loads of stuff uh, that I hadn't realised about like his architectural practice and and how that all like fits together and goes towards making the magazine like you know how did he even go about 
putting a vertical fold in a magazine. Like the, you don't really stop <laughs> to think about it. And then he no. was saying how like actually these machines exist that put the horizontal folds in the in newspapers. So he went and spoke to the printer and was like, you know, can you turn that around? <laughs> like, can you yeah. can you do it like that? So um, yeah, I, I like that. And then um, uh, I, I think that uh, Weapons of Reason is a, a really really impressive magazine. It's made by a very good friend of mine, Danny Miller. Um, and again, I spoke to him um, for the blog. He was one of the people I spoke to at Indicom. So like way back in I think like early September. But we didn't get that one out until uh, December, and that's something that I think doesn't really matter so much with podcasts. Like the, as long as the content isn't like really time sensitive, yeah, you I can actually release that stuff later on. It, it still works. Um, yeah. So yeah, Dan spoke to me uh, largely about the publishing playbook. And if anyone's listening to this and uh, is interested in making their own magazine, they should um, check out the publishing playbook, which is a free resource. Uh, that Dan put online and basically answers every question you could ask about making a magazine. <laughs> yeah. That's a big old spreadsheet in there. Yes, yeah. indeed. <laughs> indeed. Um, yeah, I'll definitely put some links to that stuff in the show notes. Excellent. And on magheroes.net for those who want to look at, check those magazines out. Um, thanks, Steve. My I'll pleasure. Let you get Thank back you to your asking. awards prep. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's the end of the day now. I think I've done enough. It's, yeah, it's, it's January, so I get to go home on time. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. Thanks for coming on, and I'll definitely speak to you soon. Cheers, Dan. Thanks again to Steve for coming on, and thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any feedback, good or bad, please reach out on Twitter using at MagHeroes or you can email MagHeroes at danrowden.com. You can find all previous MagHeroes episodes at magheroes.net or on SoundCloud. And you can subscribe to the podcast through iTunes or any podcast app and get updates on Twitter. Just follow MagHeroes. If you want to see what magazines I'm reading, I post photos on my Dan's Mags account on Instagram. If you don't already post pictures of your magazines, why not? Help support your favourite titles by giving them some well-deserved exposure. And don't forget to go to subsell.com and sign up to the newsletter to hear when I release what I'm predicting will become a standard tool in any publisher's toolbox. A simple way to sell and manage subscriptions. I'll be back next week with the editor of a Nordic coffee magazine. Until then, cheers! Cheers!